Beetlejuice. 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 It's showtime. Welcome to the Beetlejuice Minute, where we discuss Tim Burton's Beetlejuice minute by minute. I'm your host, Julianne Fay, actress and owner of CinemaBliss.com, and my co-host today is Barry Rathman. I am not an actress. I am more involved in the sound part of making movies. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and it is now minute 51, and in this minute, Beetlejuice cooks Italian food, not flies. He notices that the Maitlands have left, insults them, kicks over a tree, and gives the movie its PG rating, which is probably PG-13 these days. And Barbara decides that she should get the job done without Beetlejuice. Then we cut to the Dietzes, who are starting their fancy little dinner party where the decor is admired and the sculptures not so much. So, I'd like to welcome back our special guest, Mr. Chris Taylor, fresh from the basement. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Chris. How are you today? That, I'm, I was good up until I heard that phrase. Like, something about fresh from the basement is like the most disturbing sounding phrase. Is that your new podcast title now? No. <laughs> no. Ooh. Thank you, Barry, for that suggestion. <laughs> I have a thought about, uh, oh, well, you had a thought about Italian food, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Let's let you talk. Is it made from real Italians? Oh, yep. I hope uh, I hope you like Italian. That was what he was saying. I hope you like Italian. And earlier on, wherever the fly's getting eaten, it's going, help me, help me. How awesome it would have been if it would have been like, help me, help me. Like a really bad <laughs> Italian accent. And so people in the, watching the movie would be like, why did they give the fly? It was a fly reference, but now it's. It sounds like a fly Mario. I don't know what's going on. And then later on, if whenever he's like, I hope you like Italian, people would be like, oh, it's an Italian fly. That <laughs> That's really dumb. Why did y'all do that? <laughs> well, that's uh, help me. Help me. <laughs> we know what kind of movies Chris Taylor is going to be writing. <laughs> <laughs> movies where you get one, one set up to a joke and then about 10 minutes later you get the punchline. Mm-hmm. It's like Frasier. Whenever with the little things at the beginning of Frasier where <laughs> – the little subtitle has some about the actual scene, but mm-hmm. you have to listen to the whole dialogue and be like, remember what the thing was, you know? Yeah. Making your audience think. Mm-hmm. You have to have good memories to watch these. That's right. <laughs> um, I have a thought about Beetlejuice who gets so mad instantly at the same people that he was sucking up to before I wanted to be friends with, which reminds me of something just in life in general. I know that when people break up, that someone's going to be hurt, right? Usually. Um, and I can see where they're like, eh, grumpy or whatever. But what used to kill me is sometimes when people are like engaged and they were going to spend the rest of their lives together and then they decide not to. And oftentimes that has more to do with one person's life is going in a different direction or, you know, they don't see eye to eye on where their lives should go. Not necessarily a personal, personal, super personal thing. And yet they hate each other. And I'm like, all right, before you had this whole issue, <laughs> y'all were going to spend the rest of your lives together. So I'm like, Beetlejuice, before you had this issue with them leaving you, you are going to be best friends and cook them Italian fly meat. <laughs> so anybody else notice this in their lives? <laughs> Well, I was just thinking about it and I wanted to look it up because I wasn't sure. But if you look at the – whenever he's hopping up, I hope you like Italian. He hops up and he was where they go, where they go. And I was like, it's kind of almost like the five stages of grief because he starts off where he's like he doesn't know where they are, like the denial. And then like, okay, the, the stages of grief because that's what I just had to look up because I was like, does that work? Denial, anger, bargaining, depression. 
and acceptance. What I gotta do he he gets them a little bit mixed up, but he does denial. Then he does bargaining because then he's like, you know, what are you gonna do? Blah blah blah. Then you bunch of losers. You're working with a professional here. Anger, anger. And then if they would, I bet if they would have kept watching him for another minute or two because he went through him so quickly, instead of going off to go formulate their own plan, they would have seen him being like, "Come on, man." All right, well, I'll see you guys later. And then he would have just been back to normal, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, we get our first PG-13 moment in the movie. In, in a movie that's PG. And the PG-13 rating had been around for about three or four years. Uh, the the other movies that have an F-bomb that are rated PG are Spaceballs, Big, and Caddyshack 2. That's interesting. I didn't realize Big even had an F-bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's the little kid from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, like the neighbor kid mm-hmm. that says that he yells at Tom Hanks at one point. And again, just goes to show you that the 80s were way more awesome because PG movies could cuss so much more. Goonies, I think, has the S word in it. Like, Oh, I know Goonies does. So many times. We wanted to do that for like a special event with an organization that I'm involved with. And then once we looked up the parental guidance, we went, oh, we can't do that for a special no. event in mm-hmm. a, you know, without yeah twas a simpler time twas a simpler Beetlejuice time. actually has two f-bombs yes Does it? yeah the yeah, other one's very hard a little hear. bit hard to hear yeah but the reason and again because the mpaa is so weird with their rules you can say it once or twice in this case as long as it's not a verb oh makes or sense. and also it's it depends on the intent yeah and uh, how intense the scene is too yes but one well, what, what i like is that that's you know Beetlejuice drops the f-bomb and well, Michael Keaton then, drops the yeah. F-bomb. It's then, not in the script. Ad- then right after that, Adam says he d- sure did seem pissed off. I think this is the first time we've heard Adam cuss in the movie, too. So Beetlejuice is like rubbing off on Adam. Ooh. And it's like the most like that's the most vulgar thing we've heard Adam say, period, because they yeah. cut out the balls comment yep. early on, which now I kind of wish they would have left in. Mm. But <laughs> that cut it off, cut it out. So I, that must mean things are getting really intense because mm. Adam just dropped the P-bomb. <laughs> the pee bomb. Right. But I like that he goes from oh sorry. I, I just like that Beetlejuice goes from being like what I was saying about he seemed friendly, he wants to be with mm-hmm. hang out with them, to turning completely around and being like, No, I am an angry little fella. Mm-hmm. Very little fella. <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of little fellas, uh no. The um seeing that the uh the model tree falls over and then we you know, do the, the macro shot and we see that the little model tree is falling over. Does that mean everything that happens in the model is going to happen in real life? I mean, because you don't see like any of the Beetlejuice signage or any of the other stuff mm-hmm. when we when we get the wide shot. We just see a little tombstone. But I think that you had like a theory about that that actually harkens back to a previous minute. Yeah. You want me to point that out? Because I was thinking about how, OK, whenever they're digging up Beetlejuice and y'all we're talking about how y'all see. One in the set, like in the actual film set of them of the grave, you can see chunks of corrugated cardboard, like the the edges of it when they're digging. But at the same time, you also see normal size cardboard that they're using for props. Yeah, that say fragile and things like that. And what if it wasn't just half assery on the part of the prop department where they weren't really thinking about it? What if it was supposed to be them transitioning kind of into Beetlejuice's scope? You know, where everything is in his scale. And so the boxes now were Beetlejuice size boxes or for the model. So whenever so whenever the tree got kicked over, you see roots and things in it. But then whenever we go back to, you know, the actual attic, it is just a little pin that pops it like that pokes it in. So maybe things change once they're in the model and it's more of a and we'll see actually we'll see that kind of stuff happen later on too, where things are happening in the model that are kind of a 
a more realistic version. So the model itself is haunted. It's right. Mm. It's the right size. When you're in the model, it is exactly the right size. And like the the Zagnot bar, even earlier that Beetlejuice mm. picks up, like the size of the bar that he was holding would have been super tiny, like a little, like a grain of rice, maybe. But you know, it was big enough. But it looked like something that he was holding, like supposed so to like a loaf of bread size or something like that. Yeah, bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So things change size whenever you're in the model, and they, I guess, adapt. I like this. Yeah. Although that's some tall grass. The only thing that probably doesn't work is the grass. Well, the, yeah, the grass is kind of weird plasticky thing in the model, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. Maybe plastic doesn't um, change size as easily as like all the wooden trees and all the so wooden houses organic? and the, yeah, everything organic's a little different <laughs> than plastic. Conversely, maybe they just didn't think it through, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the more realistic thing that happened. Well, speaking of organic versus inorganic, the last time we got a very small glimpse of the dining room of the maintenance house, it was very much organic wood, everything, and now it's... Not, not at all. I love that, you know, Delia and everybody's like, oh, yes, thank you. And yes, you did a wonderful job. And mm. Charles is like, uh-uh. Actually, no, the funny thing is, uh, the way Charles says it, it sounds like he's like really helping to, you know, get her more cred. Because the way he says it, it's not like, no, oh, I, I didn't thought he do was it. pushing off the blame. <laughs> it sounds, no, uh, uh, well, I don't know. It kind of looks like he's doing it. You know, it's like, no, 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 they did it. You know, well, give them it, props. it could be both. He could, could be both. not want to take credit for that because they don't like it. At the same time, point out that it was Otho and and his wife. He's on it. his he's on his dinner table behavior. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like the way they work on the dinner table, but we'll get into that in future minutes. <laughs> and apparently, Delia isn't quite as well regarded in her mind as she is. Or, in her mind. Wait, <laughs> isn't quite as well regarded in society. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> is it her mind just looking judging by the looks on uh Dick Cavett's face and uh Susie Kellerman uh Dick Cavett plays Bernard and this is one of the few non himself roles obviously everyone knows he's a big famous talk show host and he had he had a show on like back in the 70s all up through this so he was they knew who you know you would have known who he was mm-hmm. he played himself in a lot of things and not just archival footage oh he's also he's playing bernard her agent and a lot of this stuff isn't really spelled out until a few minutes later so you're trying to figure out who these people are during this whole dinner table and it's not helping <laughs> because grace is apparently grace is the one sitting next to otho to clarify no 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 no, 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 no. oh no, grace no. is the other one grace is the other one in okay. gold She's uh, the editor of Art in America magazine. Hmm. Okay. Again, something that you don't know until much later, or not at all, unless you read the script. (laughs) Well, thank you for bringing us insights from the script, Barry. And I'll tell you who the other person is in the next minute. In the next minute. I just want to throw out that, um, I know this is silly and girly, but I am the girl on the podcast. To this day, I still love Delia's little cheek squiggle hair things. They're just awesome. Those are just <laughs> The asymmetrical one on one side, two on the other. Yes, but they're just too cute and too Delia. Speaking of which, Delia, when she, she mentions her um, sculptures... Mm. And she says, you know, you like them. The way she does it is so She's cute. She's so enthusiastic. I like, know. I, I really love Delia in that moment because... She's in her element. Yeah. She's, she is. And, and she's not like, I don't want to say like snotty about it or anything like that. Yeah. She's just enthusiastic about feels what gen- she does. It, it feels genuine, not like she's putting on an mm-hmm. air. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to have to confess, I kind of like Delia a little bit more throughout this minute and the following minute. You see the warmer side of Delia. Script, not so much. Oh, <laughs> the script. There's there's a few more 
catty remarks between her and Lydia. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they decided to, like, give her some depth. Yes. This gives her more depth than just being the evil stepmom. Yep, yep. Throughout the rest of the movie, you're actually going to see a lot of little little moments with Delia that kind of make you like her more. Mm -hmm. That I'll point out throughout when they come up. But, yeah, I like seeing her you know, enthusiastic about it and everything like seeing her just excited about like, what do you think? And, you know, in, it's one of those, uh, those awkward situations where he, he wants to just straight out be like, they're awful, but she seems so sweet and genuine about it where you're like, I, it's, it'll be like garroting Bambi. I can't, you know, just <laughs> tell, like, tell, you no, they're terrible. That's just wrong. Like if he would have seen how she was earlier, maybe with Lydia, whenever she was like, you know, I have all these people coming to my house and say, I acting that, Per- yes, <laughs> that person. She probably if if he would have been confronted by that person, he probably been like, "Those are garbage. Why do you have them? I hate them, and I hate you. Bye, you know, or something like that." Right. But and whenever she's excited about something, you just don't want to. Oh no, don't 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 kick the puppy. That's not cool. Exactly. I was <laughs> gonna say it's almost like a little puppy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, going back, I actually just thought about it because I was thinking about the. Of course, I was thinking about the model. Of course, because mm-hmm. I was thinking about the bottom right before the dinner scene, whenever we're leaving the attic and Barbara's like, come on, we can do this without him. I have a plan. And they walk off in the corner. Uh, the go- the book is actually on the model. I wonder what would have happened if they would have walked over to the book while they were in the model. Like if it would have been giant or portal to the supernatural world or oh. just a giant book. Ooh. Or who knows? Hmm. Would have been some, it would have been a library, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. Oh wow! All of a sudden, we jump into Page Master. <laughs> wow, that could be the beginning of Beale Juice Part Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tim Burton's Big New Nightmare, <laughs> the musical. <laughs> On that musical note, since none of us can sing, I'm going <laughs> to wrap this minute up and see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Until next time, save us some popcorn and we'll see you soon at the Beetlejuice Minute.